As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Oh, listeners, what a fun episode. And I'm not even lying. <laughs> she, she's always lying. You know, Emily. I'm not even lying. This movie didn't make me hate its maker. Um, so <laughs> Making up for last week. Yep. Unlike last week. Um, Sammy perfectly describes a creature. Just you wait. <laughs> um, knocks it out of the dang park. And before we get to that, we've got to give some shout outs to some perfect people, I would say. Mm-hmm. Perfect and they're, people. Mm-hmm. They're our newest patrons. And we have a new champion for actors' rights. You love to see it. I love to say it. It's Kara Harris. Woo woo. Woo woo. <laughs> Welcome, Kara. Thank you so much for supporting actors' rights. And we have a supporter of Vessels, a new vessel head, all aboard. Chip stuff, you get it. Chip stuff. You know who gets it is Dane Levis. Dane Levis gets it. <laughs> and welcome to you both. We are so, so happy you're here and we love you forever. We love you forever. We love you forever. And some more people that we love forever are these people joining Tony fucking Colette's inner circle. It's getting pretty big, but it is still very tight and intimate. It's still intimate. And mm-hmm. we're all close, close friends with Tony. That's how it works. And those people are Lisa, Andrea Wolrab, Emily Rose, House Panther Mom, Sharon De La Quadra, Katrina Lewis, Tony Hunt, Ellen Hill, Brian Ben, Cyan Dandelion, Kyle Mares, and Christina Lewis. Welcome to the wow, circle. Welcome to the intimate circle with us and Tony. We love you guys so much. Thank you for supporting us. We also got a few upgrades this week. Um, We love to see the upgrades. We got Kimberly Clays, Killian Walsh, and Katie Ann Christoffel. So thanks, you guys. Thank you so much for supporting us. We love you forever. We love you. So goddamn much. And you're going to love this episode. You're going to love it. Here it goes. This is Emily. Henley. And Sammy. And you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. everyone welcome to too scary didn't watch the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves i'm emily and i am too scared to watch scary movies i'm henley and i am also too scared to watch scary movies i'm sammy i like scary movies and i like telling these two about them and ruining their days (laughs) (laughs) and nights so we can't sleep last week at all yeah we love what we do. It's honestly, it's a public service what you're doing. So we thank really you. Is. Hey, we're all doing it. We're all doing we it. We honor you. We love you. I, I love and honor both of you. I love and well. honor you as well, Henley. And you, Emily. I don't know what I would do without you guys. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with us aside from like, we were truly before recording being like nothing has happened in our lives. Um, did we come up with anything to say? Uh, I didn't. Sammy, did you? <laughs> I I did. Yes. So it's Take it true, away, that, Sammy. <laughs> it's true that I have not left my house in since we last spoke. I think pretty much. <laughs> but uh, one thing that did happen 
uh, we talk about it a lot, was The Bachelor was on. That's uh, true. It was on. Yes. And as we mentioned last week, we are in a Bachelor League. And we noticed some scoring discrepancies. <laughs> what is up so, with that? We need to get to the bottom of this. So yeah. we each have a, a team on the league and you're awarded points based on certain things that happen. If they get a kiss from The Bachelor, if they cry, et cetera, et cetera. And all three of us had a girl that cried and we were not awarded points accordingly. And it was it wasn't like if you blinked, you missed the crying. They very much cried. Especially on Katie. Yeah, Emily. She was she did an interview where she was crying and excuse she me. Was, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but so the thing that <laughs> I was gonna bring up is that this led me to write the most ridiculous email of my life. <laughs> 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 to the person in charge of this league, <laughs> this company, <laughs> saying, excuse me, I just have to point out <laughs> oh my God. that both Rachel, Katie, and uh, Marilyn all cried, and we did not receive the right points for it. Like, I'm so sorry that I'm writing this very crazy email, but like, we're obviously obsessed with The Bachelor. That's why we're in this league. So we we noticed. And we're also extremely competitive, and all of us are in it to win it with this league. I mean, excuse I, me, company. These three real life women that we don't know cried on TV. I want my points. I want, I want my goddamn my points. points. God damn. Damn it. Also, we've all agreed to um, put in $10 into this league. So whoever yeah, wins. Yeah, we got big money right in we on got, this. We got, we got like a $50 prize right in Every on here. Every tier counts. Excuse me. <laughs> so I want my goddamn points. They also didn't give me points because Marilyn got a gift. And it was. Oh, don't. I, I included it in the email. It was don't a worry, heartfelt Emily. gift. And did you make sure that they will give me passing out points? Because. We'll see what happens. I haven't yet, but I will follow up. But Don't, we got you better believe you better believe it. I'll follow up. So uh, any any listeners out there that are in a bachelor league, just a, a good reminder to stay vigilant. Due diligence. I mean, maybe it's because the one we're using is a little janky and looks like the interface is from 1995. And it when, really does, when Sammy amazing. sent us the invite, it straight up looked like a spam invite to a porn site. It's like beta for fantasy. <laughs> it's called fantasy for reality. <laughs> fantasy for reality. <laughs> it's a fantasy league for a reality TV show, guys. <laughs> it's a perfect game. <laughs> what else were they going to call it? Oh, I love it. Uh, what about you, Emily? What's up? Nothing. That is up, the point discrepancy. So thank you so much, Sammy, for, for advocating on our behalf. Of course. Um, just before we started recording, we talked about Hugh Grant, <laughs> which just reminds me that I sort of did a, a deep dive on Hugh Grant recently. Mm-hmm. Because what else am I doing? And As you I, do. I love Hugh Grant. Um, <sighs> I, I I looked up interviews to see how he navigated the scandal that happened with with him. What, what happened? He like cheated on his wife or something. He cheated on Elizabeth Hurley with a uh, prostitute and got uh, caught. Oh. And I looked up interviews where he just basically was like, "Yeah, I I should not have done that. I did a stupid thing. It's nobody's business. But I feel badly that I hurt my girlfriend, and we're we're the ones working through it." And like. Because his career continued to flourish. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's partially that he's British. And so I feel like we hold them to a different standard. And they also hold sexuality to a different, like, we're not as, you know, puritanical, American, whatever. But 
all that to say, I, I was looking up a lot of stuff about Hugh Grant. And one thing about him that's interesting is he has three children by two different women, all like essentially like nine months apart, all of them. Like he had a child with a woman and then a child with another woman. And then a child with the first woman, and now I think he's married to the the second woman. Anyway, just and this was like forth between the two, huh? And this was like a couple years ago. Like he's like sixty, and he now has like three babies with two different women because he's Hugh Grant. And wow, do that. And, uh, and I had a dream late recently, probably because I was looking up stuff about probably. Hugh Grant, mm-hmm. where I was dating Hugh Grant. Mm-hmm. But like, I think I told you guys, it's like current, like sixty year old Hugh Grant. <laughs> and it was great. And he was great. And I loved it. And in the dream, my parents got so mad <laughs> that I was dating a 60-year-old man. They were so upset. <laughs> that was like a very vivid part of the dream is is them being I, – I remember, I think, I think my my parent, my mom said something like, he's, he's as old as your father, which my mom doesn't really talk like that, but that happened in the dream. And I was like, well – you know he's a little bit younger because my dad's like <laughs> sorry dad 62 that's something like that <laughs> yeah, like i was like trying to be like so it's not a big deal at all kind of but <laughs> anyway so that uh, to answer your question nothing is up with me i just talked about a dream i had a few weeks ago based on research i did about 90s hugh grant so Henley, uh, take it away. Um, I don't have anything lined up in the queue here, so let's just see the first thing that comes to mind. Um, <laughs> this is like Russian roulette with your own brain. <laughs> um, it's that's truly what it feels like. Um, so, well, one thing that I'm just gonna like throw into the conversation, <laughs> and everyone can do as they will with it, is that I read um, an article today <laughs> that makes a really compelling case <laughs> for the fact that Justin Trudeau is definitely Fidel Castro's son. Oh God! <laughs> and everyone just needs I can't to see any reason why that wouldn't be true. Everyone just needs to look up this article that's on Medium.com, a well-respected platform, <laughs> where basically this woman is making the argument that people have tried to debunk this conspiracy theory and they have not done a good enough job. And oh, I love that as the basis for an argument. <laughs> How do you know it's not true? How do you know it's not true? That's exactly. it. That's the whole argument. Exactly. Um, and, you know, I got to say the evidence does kind of line up on this one, though. I mean, Emily. first of all, just look at that. <laughs> I, I am not a supporter of conspiracy theories. I think conspiracy theories are. Just this one. Just this one. Are, are rotting our public discourse and they ruining. They are. Listeners the social don't believe fabric. any of them except for just this one. But there's just, just one, one that everyone I think don't should talk about. Don't believe any of them unless it's like. Kind of fun. And then <laughs> go for it. Um, and I'm sorry if this is like a, pro- a problematic conspiracy theory in a way that I, I don't actually know, because I've really just skimmed this one article and haven't read anything <laughs> That's more how conspiracy fun. theories get you. You skim one article and you're a believer. I don't know. It's kind of interesting. <laughs> and like, I Makes just have think. to say, it, it really made me think. Um <laughs> 
But everyone just needs oh, to no. Google Fidel Castro and Justin Trudeau. First of all, they look strikingly similar. And then second of all, his parents were well-known swingers, which I didn't know this. Justin Trudeau's parents like were hard partiers and like loved to have a good time. Mm-hmm. And they spent a lot of time with Fidel Castro. Like they were like BFFs with him. And there are a lot of photos hmm. of them together. Okay, they would go on see, vacations together. Like honestly this is a more compelling theory than i thought it was gonna be i can't condone this this is reckless behavior they were (laughs) okay but sammy how do you know it's not true (laughs) oh fuck you got me exactly there we go that's the logic that everyone needs to employ in order to live a happy successful life how do you know it's not true (laughs) what does justin trudeau have to say about it I mean, Justin Trudeau gave like a glowing speech about Fidel Castro, apparently, as I, well. I remember that, actually. Did he call him daddy? Yeah. Did and he, he call was- him daddy? <laughs> he was like, to the best daddy in the whole world. <laughs> right. So that I everyone, thought it, I mean, everyone thought it was just uh, a, a, uh, a pet name he had for him. Cheers to you, my daddy. um if anyone has any thoughts or feelings about this listeners if i've like accidentally like said something really offensive which i could have because i I don't i don't know um please let me know but uh i just found this uh, theory really really interesting so everyone you know just uh, keep it in the back of your mind just in case um and that's that's the only thing that happened to me this week that's the most exciting (laughs) thing (laughs) it's been logged for me Mm -hmm. in my brain for sure Mm-hmm. Big week, right next to post uh, point totals uh, in our in the in week. the Bachelor and having dreams about Hugh Grant. Yeah, I feel like maybe we're not doing well. <laughs> <laughs> Is what this all means? Isn't it so? <laughs> I you know we gotta get to the, the podcast. Thank God for this podcast because I would be f- truly floating in space without like a single thing to ed- like tether me to the physical world mm-hmm. once a yeah. week yeah. um because i mean the only input now is self-made at this point it's yeah. it's just choosing what article to read or what to google or uh, there are no boundaries there are no boundaries there uh, i haven't done a thing all all i mean i have time has passed but like that's just what life is now for for many people mm-hmm <sighs> I'm yeah. watching myself turn into a a person I I was not before in yeah. many ways, and, or yet maybe I'm becoming more myself than ever would have been possible. <laughs> Whittled down, Emily. I do think that you are doing an excellent job of that. You've like found all these crazy cool hobbies. I feel like I am just reading conspiracy theories online and like binge watching Bridgerton and that's Ooh, it. Should I watch Bridgerton? Honestly, why not? You have nothing yeah, to lose. Okay. It's like fine. It's, it's horny, right? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of. It's, it is. Everyone keeps talking about how kind horny it is. Horny. If it's not really horny, what is it no, there it for? Is, it is horny, but I just feel like the horniness was like really talked up a lot. Yeah, and that's all I'm hearing. And there are a couple episodes that are more horny than others. But I would say like, <laughs> don't, you know. Don't get too excited, you know? How does it compare to Outlander on horniness? I haven't actually watched Outlander. Mm, it's pretty horny. So I don't know. <laughs> Seems like Outlander's maybe hornier. It might be. It was on Stars, but I guess. Yeah. Uh, Stars is a hornier network. It's a hornier ju- network. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Let's talk about something not horny at all. Oh, great. Which is this week's movie. 
Uh, Sammy, I only want to talk about it if it's horny. Yeah, I'm only going to talk about it if it's horny. I also will just say, disclaimer, I don't recommend watching... I only watch season one of Outlander, listeners, because they do delve into a rape storyline that's truly terrible. No one should watch that, and they shouldn't have made it. Uh, but season one? Season horny. one? Okay. Anyway, just nice. felt the need, in case listeners were like, is that what Emily thinks is horny? No, please, no. That's not mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, good clarification. Mm-hmm. Um, what was this movie? This week's movie is The Ritual, came out in 2017, directed by David Bruckner, written by Joe Barton, based on the novel by Adam Neville, starring Rafe Spall, Archer Ali, Robert James Collier, Sam Trofton, and Paul Reed. Was it your favorite movie? <laughs> it was my favorite movie. <laughs> um, I actually did really like it, yeah. Um, it is streaming on Netflix. Um, I had actually watched the opening scene before, and then stopped watching it. And I'm glad that I continued and finished it. Why did okay. you stop that one time? Honestly, I was a little bit bored. But that said, I think it's a good movie. Okay. Now having seen the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> is it scary? I think it is scary, yeah. I think it's a, it'll be a fun one to tell you guys about. I'm excited for you to hear about Ooh, it. I know nothing about Yay. it. So I don't even know what the general plot is. So well, it's exciting. Our favorite time of the week is obviously shouting out our patrons, but a close second is cocktail hour. This week we are drinking Into the Woods. To make an Into the Woods, you will need one and a half ounces of bourbon, two ounces of dry hard cider, two ounces of ginger beer, three dashes of Angostura bitters, and a lemon wedge for garnish. You will combine all the ingredients in a tall glass of ice, stirred gently to combine and garnish with the lemon wedge. Cheers. There's not a lot of trivia about it, so I found my own trivia, or made my own trivia. (laughs) Just made a fact about the movie. Okay, okay. Um, so it's not a Netflix original. It was bought for 4.75 million from the Toronto Film Festival. It is produced by Andy Serkis, aka mm. ah. uh Gollum. Yeah. Yes. Who I saw once at the Arc Light and said, Hey, there's Gollum. Wait, was I with you? Because I saw him at I saw him at the not Arc Light one time too. Wait, were we together? <laughs> Maybe. Wait, Sammy, I think we were together. We very well might have. But been. I can't remember what movie we were seeing. Ah, uh, it's all a distant memory. Beautiful movie theaters. Mm. The arc light. Oh, I miss it so much. The fanciest theater of them all. Ugh, oh, I man. Getting it. a little bar, uh, uh, getting a little drink at that bar. God, yeah, going into bar. the theater. A, mov- a movie pour. A movie. I was oh, just talking movie about pour. movie pours the other day. God, a movie pour. Love oh, me a movie pour. Miss it. And for any non local arc light attending listeners, a movie pour is just a double the, pour of whatever you were going to get. Cup of alcohol. Take it into the movie and it rules. Um, so that's my first piece of trivia for the ritual. (laughs) And my second piece of uh trivia that I created myself is that Rafe Spall is in Hot Fuzz. He's one of the Andes in Hot Fuzz. Uh just important to know because Hot Fuzz is such a great movie and Mm -hmm. I love it so much. And uh something I didn't know about Rafe Spall is that his dad is Timothy Spall, which, uh, you know, now knowing really checks out and makes sense. <laughs> what with the last name being the same and all. Uh-huh, right, right. right. Yeah. Um, but Timothy Spall, 
is Peter Pettigrew, aka spoiler alert for Harry Potter. Scabbers. Oh, a spoiler alert for Harry Potter is very funny. Yeah, in case anyone hasn't, in case anyone hasn't uh, isn't familiar with the Harry Potter stories. Hey, you never know. Someone has hasn't gotten around to it, but they're very interested. And knowing what happens in Harry Potter, but they just haven't had <laughs> Um so yeah, Rafe Spalls, Scabbers Scabbers' son. Scabbers' son. Uh the last thing is that has a seventy four percent on Rotten Tomatoes, a fifty seven percent on Metacritic, and a six point three on IMDB. So not not super well reviewed. I read some of the bad reviews and they just said that it wasn't very unique. Mostly that it was kind of tired, um, store a tired story, which I kind I don't I don't think that's true. So yeah. reading these reviews made me feel like I was stupid and missing something because I thought it was pretty, uh, well done and unlike anything I had seen before. I mean, there are certainly, you know, as as in as with all movies, like something is always, you know, drawn from something else. Be pretty wild to make a movie that was completely one hundred percent unlike anything else you'd ever seen. But yeah, I don't think that I would want to watch whatever that movie is. Right. Also, horror movies are always the same. Yeah, that's like a very common thing with horror movies is that they're constantly replicating each other. Yeah, felt so. like the critics were being a little harsh. Is I guess what I'm what I'm trying to say. Well, you know what, uh, Emily and I will be the judge at the we'll end. The okay. Judges. Okay. We'll decide. Um, and I know that, you know, sometimes you don't like watching the trailer until you've heard about the movie, but I feel like this is a good one to watch the trailer so that you, cause it's like, it's in the woods and I want you to get a feel for what those mm. woods are like okay. so you can visualize it. Got it. The atmosphere is the important atmosphere on this is, one. It is important. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's, let's watch it. Rob would have loved this place. He's a good man. The best of us. You know they have walking trails in England? Pubs. Come on, man, where's your soul? Ah! Oh, oh, it's twisted, it's twisted. Ah! All right, yep. Oh, easy, ah! easy. Look, we go southwest through here. We cut the journey in half. Or through the forest. Yeah, why not? We should have gone to Vegas. Oh, you'd have found something to fall over in Vegas too, mate. Now, is it me? Or is it really quiet in here? It's been gutted. Could be hunters out here. Bait, possibly. Or it's the bit they don't show you in the nature documentary. It's a warning. We shouldn't be here. Where the hell are we, Huts? We should pitch the tents. This is ridiculous, man. Luke, you're getting soaked. Did you hear that? No, I didn't hear anything. Come on. a nightmare film well, what happened to you then we got spooked and we had bad dreams all right i woke up last night and i 
last night. Look, look at this. Nothing has done that to you. You've done it to yourself. Why do you have to deny everything because I say? Because I do not value your judgment. We need to be working together, man. You guys look so shocked. Oh my god! Wait, I'm I'm so excited to hear about this movie. Why am I so excited? I'm like riveted. Um, because it looks like not like a typical thing, right? It doesn't like seem looks like awesome. a movie you've seen a hundred times before, like all the yeah, critics it looks said. Pretty tired. <laughs> yeah, I'm Your really classic gutted horse that now. in the woods, British. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Yeah, when you said that, I was expecting it to just be like like a haunted house, like ghost movie or something, right? right. With like Whoa. a Ouija board and like a group of friends being scared or something like that. But this yep. seems very different. Yeah. Um, okay. What's that one guy from though? It's gonna drive me crazy. Hot Fuzz. Oh, uh, the other guy. He's. I looked him up. He's from Downton Abbey. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. He's Thomas. He's great. Oh, that makes me. Well, I'm not gonna see this, obviously. But um, <laughs> he's so. He is so. Um, I'll say my favorite category. Cat- category anymore. That's what I was going to say, but it's not the right word. My favorite quality mm-hmm. um, of an actor is watchable. He's so watchable. Mm-hmm. He is just like magnetic. Um, even in that trailer, I was like, ooh, ooh, what's he doing? What's he doing? He's- I have to admit, you guys, so halfway through the trailer, or maybe two-thirds of the way through the trailer, I muted it because Henley. I really... I really just didn't want there to be any spoilers. And I could hear some spoilers happening a little bit with their conversations. I don't even want to know what the dynamic is between these men until Sammy tells me what the dynamic is. I respect your decision. I don't feel spoiled. I was so really scared. I was so really scared just watching the images. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. One of my, yeah, I'm so scared at the idea of... I, I've not something like this specifically happening to me. But It'd be like, bad for sure. <laughs> it would be bad. But it's more like going on a camping trip and like someone I'm with or myself getting like really injured. Mm-hmm. Like that would just be so scary. Yeah. And not to be able to get help or like just have to like sit in the woods with like a broken leg for a long time or something is just so scary to think oh, about. Yeah. Yeah, I just now I think that I'm realizing my favorite kind of scary movie to hear about is like some sort of cult super like some i don't know what that whatever this seems like it is i think is i guess my favorite they feel like it's like blair witch project yes that is what a lot of them said that it's like um just copying blair witch project but i mean it's in that it is a group of people lost in the woods and like mounting tension. Yes, but yeah. it's not like a. T- I'm not like tired of that. It's not like we've gotten a hundred million movies of that. No, and Blair Witch Project was also found footage and made. Yeah, like way ago different and completely different. Yeah. Um, so justice for the ritual is all I'm saying. Justice for the ritual, <laughs> Sammy. You need to send those critics 
a strongly worded email a la uh, fantasy for reality. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think I I just might. We all know you're good at it. (laughs) That's what I'm best at. Um, All right. Shall we? We shall. Okay. So. It's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet. So you get a box of the market's best quality wines, however often you'd like, for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary, code and password too scary for a hundred dollars off your first six bottles. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. We start with uh, five friends are in a pub together. Uh, we're somewhere in England, and they're all they're all British, good British accents. They're trying to decide where they're going to go on vacation. They're having some guys trip. I think they're all friends from college that are now in their kind of mid to late thirties, kind of getting together for a guys trip. There, someone says we should go to Ibiza, and they're like, "We're too old for Ibiza. We can't go to Ibiza." Ibiza, 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 Ibiza. And uh, one of them, let me see, Robert says that they should go hiking in the Swedish mountainside. And a couple of them are like, oh, no, that sounds pretty boring, lame. Like, no, we should go to Ibiza, Vegas or Ibiza. 
<laughs> well, we could either go hiking or we could go to Ibiza. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but they're just getting a little drunk and having fun being in each other's company. Seems like they don't get to hang out much anymore. They're they're all like talking about their wives and their kids. You know, life gets in the way of mm. getting mm-hmm. drunk with your friends. Sometimes we find time. We find time through. Zoom. We, we still find time. time. <laughs> we don't we let still that other time. shit get in the way. <laughs> so. Uh, then they leave the pub and uh, they're walking through the streets and Luke is Rafe Spall's character's name. So Luke is kind of our main character. And Luke says he wants to go into go into the shop, grab some more liquor. So him and Robert go into a convenience store, basically, and they're kind of drunk and being a little loud and annoying. And they go in and they're looking at... Uh, the liquor shelf, he's grabbing a bottle of vodka, and then they turn and see a woman huddled down in the corner of the store, bloodied and crying and looking Ooh. really, really scared. And they turn and are like, what the fuck? And at that moment, the the back door to the store like busts open and it's like two guys with knives uh, robbing the store, basically. And so they have the store clerk. They're making him empty out the uh, the cash register and Luke just immediately dives behind one of the shelves like out of their view. And mm-hmm. Robert doesn't. And they mm-hmm. see Is Robert um, Thomas actor guy. No, no. And Robert, they see Robert and see that he's wearing a nice watch. So they come up to him and say, give us your watch. And he says, okay, okay. And they take his wallet. He says, okay, yes, of course, take it. Like, I don't have any problems. Just take it. And then they say, give us your ring. And he says, this is my, no, this is my wedding ring. You can't have it. They say, give it to us. And he says, no, you can't have it. They take their knife. They slash him (gasps) in the face, like right across the face. He collapses kind of facing Luke. So Luke can kind of see what's going on, but he's hidden a bit. And uh, Robert makes eye contact with Luke, like, help, help me, like wide eyed. And Luke is frozen in fear. And then one of the guys stabs Robert in the back. <gasps> oh, and my God. Kills him. And it's just <gasps> like a pool. He's like surrounded with a pool of blood. And then the other guy's like, oh, fuck, man. Like, what have you what did you do? Let's get the fuck out of here. They run. And then Luke wakes up in a tent like he's having a flashback wakes up and opens the tent steps out we see that he is in the swedish mountainside it says we get a little stamp that says northern sweden six months later oh and, wow that's fucking awful yeah and so it's the it's now the four remaining friends going on this trip that robert had suggested and ugh god yeah it's very sad and it's very clear that luke is like riddled with guilt like yeah of course he is he's constantly chain smoking and kind of hunched over and looking down and so the the three other guys names are um hutch is the downton abbey guy and then there is dom and phil and so the four of them are, they're hiking and basi- it basically, it looks like just a hill, like kind of a, 
uh, like looks like Game of Thrones, I guess. Like mm-hmm. it's kind of a plains, hills, but there is forest nearby. But they're walking along the forest, and oh, and they they so they pack up their sight, and so they're ba- backpacking basically, and they hike all day long and get to this spot that they pull out a photo of Robert and basically build a little altar to him, do a toast like Robert would have like loved it here. I miss him so much. Um, It should have never happened, but it did happen. And kind of everything that anyone says, you can see that Luke is kind of taking it as like a, is that a jab? Are they saying it should never happened because I was there? He's on the alert for any potential blame from yeah. anyone else. Right. Probably because he's fully blaming himself right now. Yeah. But it's not his fault. What would he have done? I love it when a horror movie starts out with something really traumatic like this. It's Me too. just so classic, so great. Just hits you right where it hurts. <laughs> Immediately I'm feeling really shitty. It's so a perfect way to set the stage. I agree. <laughs> um, so Hutch kind of gets Luke alone and says, you know, I don't care what anyone says. Like, it, it, it wasn't your fault. Not a great way to start that, though. I know. It's like I know. everybody's saying it's my fault. <laughs> I know. And Luke obviously hey, picks up on that. Don't listen to what every other person is saying. <laughs> and I will say Hutch is kind. He's very much like that. He's. Not an asshole, but nothing he says co- comes out quite right. Classic mm-hmm. Thomas. Mm-hmm. Neither of you have watched Downton Abbey, have you? No. I watched the first season of Downton Abbey, but I don't remember like any of the characters. And I don't oh, okay. remember who Thomas this is. is. This ch- checks out. <laughs> <laughs> he's type, typecast. He just has that vibe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he's kind of just saying whatever comes into his head type of thing. Mm. So they set up camp again for the next night. They're they're on like the return trip of this hike. Like they've hiked out to a place and now they're hiking back. And so as the That feels like another horror movie trope is like we're almost home. Right. You right. know? Yeah. The worst Always. is definitely past us because we're almost home. Mm-hmm. Ugh, devastating. What while they're they're setting up camp for their next night and it's nighttime and you can see the lights of the lodge. And it looks it's far away, but it's within sight. And so then the next morning they pack up and I think basically have two or three days left of this. Like they're walking back. So they have provisions for a couple days. And uh, as they're walking, Dom twists his ankle. He doesn't see he's he's stepping in. He basically steps into a, a hole and he mm, he says he tears his meniscus. So it's his knee, I guess. OK, but ow, sure. ow, ow. yeah. And he looks he's in a, a lot of pain and they're all like, oh, fuck. Uh, Hutch is, is like, oh, he's going to be so annoying about this. <laughs> like Hutch is uh, like more annoyed than concerned. And is like, can you walk? Like, let's get you a stick. They get him like a walking stick thing to use as a crutch. And he's like, oh, it really hurts. Like walking is going to be really hard. I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to make it three more days. And 
then Hutch comes up with the brilliant idea of taking a little shortcut through those woods. It will apparently cut the journey in half, and they'll get there probably much faster and completely unharmed, is my guess. I would think probably. Definitely. There's going to be no demon activity in these woods, <laughs> for sure. The, his thinking is that it'll it's still far, but they could actually do it in one go. So he said he said it's probably 14 hours away. This is the morning that they've they've just set out. And so he's like, we can probably if we just go like we can get there tonight. Might as well and just Dom try is to get walking back. with them like he's able yes. to walk. He's, enough he, that yeah, he he's basically them. using like a crutch. OK, um, 14 hours straight of walking. With a torn meniscus? No, thank you. Yeah. Also, in these situations, you should always have like an emergency backup plan to contact help. Right. Well, they're that they do say their cell phones don't work out here. They're basically pretty far from. uh, Even the lodge is like the only thing around for miles, so it's not like there's like a, a big town nearby. It's like a small little lodge. Um, so their phones don't work, but they've got their map and their compass and they say, you know, we've got all our supplies. It'll be faster. Let's just do it. So they decide that that's what they're going to do. Oh boy. Here we go. (laughs) And these woods are very creepy. We go, we go in and immediately, um, Dom says like, oh, it's so quiet in here why is it so quiet and they're like yeah that's what trees do they this is hutch being kind of an asshole saying like yeah trees that's that's what they do they absorb sound so it's like of course it's going to be quiet in here um there's a very creepy ominous score also and just the sound design in it like a lot of like wood creaking like it's spooky and as they're walking, they see a huge deer hung in a tree, gutted. It's high up in a tree, and its stomach is torn open. Its intestines are on the ground. It's basically almost like crucified. Like its are its legs are splayed out, and it's a jump scare. They like happen upon it, and it's they're all obviously very frightened and like, what the fuck is that? And Someone says, or maybe there's hunters around here. Maybe that's bait. Maybe this is something you don't see on the Discovery Channel. But they notice that it is fresh. Like, it is still dripping blood. Oh, like, yes. this has happened recently. So they're like, okay, let's keep moving, because whatever did it is, like, probably nearby. And oh, scary. we don't want to find out what that is. So, yeah, let's keep going deeper into the woods. <laughs> I know. Like, at this point, turn around. <laughs> Go back Turn out. around. Yeah. Turn around. But, hey, then there wouldn't be the movie. Hey, so. yeah. And also, right, my favorite sure. thing my favorite thing in a horror movie is to be, like, pedantic about what they should have done. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, they keep moving, and it starts getting dark, and starts pouring rain and it's lightning and thunder basically hutch is like okay we're obviously not gonna make it tonight like we can't continue on in this we got to set up camp and as they're about to set up camp luke sees some carvings in one of the trees 
in the tree bark that's kind of like a looks look like a little symbol and then notices a log cabin like an abandoned log cabin and they're like well let's go check that out <laughs> a great idea <laughs> oh the cabin by the gutted deer yes <laughs> with these scary symbols next to it of course of course mm-hmm. check it out Oh, the cabin, you can't miss it. It's right past the gutted deer. (laughs) Follow the glyphs on the trees past the gutted deer and you'll find the cabin. (laughs) Oh, God. And as they're getting close to it, Luke hears something very creepy, kind of like an animal breathing, like a low growl that almost sounds like the wind, but... A growly wind sound (laughs) and turns around and he's pointing his flashlight in the woods. And all of these shots are so scary of just the flashlight, like scanning the dark woods. And you can only see the basically three feet circle that is illuminated at any given moment is so spooky. Mm. Um, But he doesn't see anything. So they all go inside and the same symbols are all all over inside, basically carved out of wood, hanging from the ceiling. These symbols are everywhere. The The cabin has nothing else inside of it. There's no furniture or anything. It's just completely empty. But there is a second story. Great. <laughs> they're like, this looks perfect. This looks great. <laughs> they start taking off their backpacks and their wet clothes. There, oh, there is a there is a little fireplace, like a little uh, a wood burning furnace stove thing. A wood burning stove. Yeah, and. So they're like, oh, we got to get some some wood, light a fire. They do that and start drying their clothes. And uh, Phil is like, oh, are we going to go see what's upstairs? And they're like, oh, are you scared? Like, go see if you want to see. <laughs> like, they like make yeah. fun of him. Are we just going to settle into a place that we've literally not seen half of it and it doesn't <laughs> belong to Like, what? <laughs> um, so Phil goes upstairs and. Uh, there is a a door to a room, and he opens the door, and there is a very weird sculpture statue thing, like made out of twigs, that looks like a human body with no head and antlers as its hands. Cool. Like a wicker man looking something. Okay, well, that's a good sign. Oh, they didn't- Phil, you scared? <laughs> Phil yells, guys, get up here. Gotta see this. They all run up. Phil is like, this is some witchcraft shit. They're, they all look scared now. They all go back downstairs. Hutch is like, that, is that some like, it looks like pagan or maybe Nordic, maybe some kind of god, some Nordic god or something like that. Luke at this point is says, I think in the morning we should just go back the way we came and not go further into the woods. And Hutch is like, nah, man, come on. Like, we're, we already made it this far. It's going to be faster this way. Steamrolls Luke's very smart idea. <laughs> then we see a POV from outside just watching them in the cabin with that same low growly breathing no thank you no thank you they roll out their sleeping bags they're all gonna sleep in the main room as they're sleeping it's like really thundering and and raining hard and then all of a sudden the 
thunder and rain completely stops. It's dead silent. And a really bright light is coming from outside. And Luke gets up. The rest of them are asleep. Luke wakes up, sees like maybe it's daytime outside. He's not sure. Goes and opens the front door. And it is the convenience store. It's the fluorescent lighting of the convenience store. And he walks into it and sees sees Robert get killed again. Mm. And then after that happens, the walls of the convenience store basically kind of explode backwards, revealing he's in the forest, like 50 feet away from the cabin, and it is the next day. Um, And he looks down at his chest and he's bleeding through his shirt, kind of from like five spots. Like a little um, uh, pentagram, Penta- pen- pentagon, five spots. Pentagram. <laughs> and he looks really confused, obviously, and then hears screaming coming from the cabin, runs back to the cabin. Inside, Hutch is asleep, but screaming and screaming and screaming. He wakes Hutch up, and Hutch jumps up, and we see that he's peed himself. And mm. he looks like terrified, and then he's like, "What?" He's like, "Where's, where's Dom?" And finds Dom, whose leg is all fucked up. He's in his like boxers, so you get a look at his knee, and it's like completely black and blue. And um, Oof. and he is like huddled in the corner, shaking. Like also looks really scared. And he's like, "What the fuck's going on? What the fuck's going on?" And then he's like, "Where's Phil?" And they're like, "I don't know. I don't know." And he looks at the stairwell to go upstairs and Phil's clothes are draped along the steps of the staircase and mm. he goes up and opens the door to the room and Phil is naked praying to the statue thing. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's not good. <laughs> None of this is good. And he basically like wakes Phil up out of his days. Phil snaps back to reality he's like what the fuck's going on what's happening what's happening he's like i don't know i don't know man i don't know what's happening but we need to get the fuck out of here like come get like get dressed get your stuff we're we're leaving so they quickly pack up all their shit and go outside and now every tree is covered in those carvings (gasps) of those symbols basically all up and down the trunks of the trees it's just like they're covered in these symbols And the plan was to be going southwest. That's the direction that the lodge is. And they're all kind of like, I don't want to keep going in. Only Hutch wants to go southwest. And then Dom sees a path. And he's like, here's a path. Here's a path. Let's fucking follow this path. Path means humans. Path means civilization. And on his little crutch, he just starts walking. He's like, I'm going this way. It's the opposite way of where the lodge is. And seems like a bad idea to me Def- a, de- a demon put that path there so <laughs> let's also be demons love paths demons as well love as humans. paths also like <laughs> cabin means humans and cabin was right. bad cabin was bad right. yes cabin was so- bad <laughs> probably gutted deer means humans that's bad <laughs> <laughs> so dom is leading the way he's like i'm fucking going this way i don't care we're following this path so they're following this path 
and there's there's a ridge kind of alongside of it that looks like there might be more it might be a clearing up there like it looks kind of bright like you can see light coming so it's not just more trees up there Uh, so they're walking down this path and i think hutch is saying to luke like we should go check out that ridge see if maybe there's a way to um go around the woods that way and Phil says, are we going to fucking talk about what just happened? Because I'd really like to talk about what just happened. <laughs> Remember how I was... <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. Did you guys see that? <laughs> that's, that's so great. And Hutch is says, we had, we we got freaked out and we all had nightmares. We had nightmares and we're all just scared and we need to not totally freak out we're letting our you know imaginations get the best of us and it's important that we kind of like stay keep our keep our wits about us keep level-headed which is like i guess half true yeah Yeah, i I feel like you can say that if all of you just dreamed (laughs) one of you took his clothes off walked upstairs and knelt before a creepy thing Mm -hmm. yeah uh, they see that now along the path, there's little cut tree stumps marking the path. And Dom thinks this is a really great sign. Like, yeah, see, this is definitely <laughs> okay. built by people marking this path. We just got to follow this. Dom then kind of col- collapses. He's been walking too quickly on his hurt leg and kind of falls and says, you know, he's in a lot of pain he needs to take a break hutch is like we got to keep moving man like we don't have time they get in a little fight luke's like i'm gonna go look up on this ridge and see if maybe there's a better way a faster way and luke uh runs up this ridge to the edge of what looks like the edge of the forest and gets up there and it's just a less densely populated forest it's like still Mm -hmm. just trees and trees and trees but it's uh like a certain kind of tree that doesn't really have branches so it's it's lighter it's less dark Mm -hmm. than the other forest Uh, great so now they're lost too on top of everything else (laughs) walked deeper into this forest in the direction they're not the wrong direction it's not good (laughs) yeah it's not good dom is an idiot and so Luke is like he's basically do, turning around 360 degrees kind of looking at everything around him and then he stops and sees something move kind of 50 feet away from him or so in the fo- in this part of the forest and he's squinting like what can what is that and we see that it is seemingly a human hand on a tree and it just pulls out of pulls a, pulls away off of the tree and disappears and he runs back down to his friends he's like i fucking saw something there's some someone out there there's something here i swear to god i just fucking saw someone and now dom is yelling at him like we just said like we can't lose our cool like you need to relax and uh luke says why don't you believe why don't you ever believe me why don't you believe anything i say and dom says because i don't trust your judgment and Mm -hmm. 
uh, it's getting a little okay. Getting a little personal, and mm-hmm. uh, Luke then shows them his puncture wounds that he hadn't shown them before, and he's like, "I didn't want to freak you guys out earlier, but something is definitely going on." When I woke up, I had these puncture wounds on my chest, and Dom says, "Like, there's no way something did that to you. You probably ran into a tree branch." Like, stop being hysterical. (laughs) Love those tree branches that give you perfect five-point puncture wound. Running into a tree at such speed that it punctures (laughs) (laughs) And Luke is like, well, why why are you mad at me? Like, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. And then Dom says, no, Luke, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. And Luke says, what do you mean by that? And they're having a bit of a standoff and Hutch is like saying, Dom, shut the fuck up. Not here. Like, not now. Don't do this. And Luke shoves Dom and is like, no, what do you mean by that? And he's like, oh, now he's got some fight in him. Where was that with Robert? Wow, that's so fucked up. That's really fucked up to put that on on him. Mm -hmm. It's very upsetting. Luke looks really hurt. And... Hutch basically gets in the middle of them and is like, you guys, we can't do this right now. We need to keep moving. They all kind of cool off a bit. But tensions are certainly high. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, so they keep moving and they find this kind of weird clearing and that looks a little different from everything else. And they're trying to figure out what it is. And Hutch says, I think, I think there's some fabric under there. Takes... Um, a stick and kind of moves the dirt around and finds that it's actually a buried tent and oh, no. buried supplies and shoes and things like that. Oh, I hate that. That's <laughs> not good. And lifts it out and finds a wallet in it and opens up the wallet and it is There's like a family photo of seemingly like Swedish family and a credit card that expired in 1984. And so this has been there for decades. That's really spooky. I kind of like that. That's very spooky. And now it's it's getting dark again. And (laughs) and Hutch says, you know, we're not idiots. In fi- we're supposed to be back at the lodge in five hours. Once we don't come back, they're gonna s- they're gonna report us missing. They will send someone out to look for us. Like we're not gonna die out here. There's we put provisions in place, like protections in place, in case something bad happened. Like people will come looking for us. So they 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 set up camp again. So Luke is in his tent, and we hear. Something so big sounding, big footsteps coming closer. He turns off his flashlight. He's completely silent. And we hear that kind of low, breathy, growly noise and and heavy footsteps circling the tent. And then it gets quiet. And he unzips his tent, which is so crazy. Like, I was just like... (laughs) I would rather die in the tent not ever seeing the thing (laughs) than open Mm. that tent. There's no fucking way I'm unzipping that tent when I've heard something. Um, 
but he does and he sticks his head out and he looks and he's calling to hutch is in the closest tent to him and we see hutch's tent pulled away like so fast disappear basically uh luke screams and turns and then sees like three figures silhouetted in the woods in the other direction and he's looking at them looking scared and then some fluorescent lighting comes up and we see it is the two robbers and robert again and Uh. they stab robert and Uh. then look up at luke make eye contact with luke and we see that they have like milky white eyes and Luke wakes up again like it was a dream wakes up and hears Phil screaming and screaming opens the tent and Phil is on his hands and knees kind of in the middle of their campsite and he's screaming I saw it I saw it it was here and Hutch is gone and Hutch's tent is gone and (gasps) we hear Hutch screaming in the woods and this kind of animal growl sound coming from the woods and so they just start chasing they run into is it still dark it's kind of it's like dawn now so it's getting Mm -hmm. uh actually no at this point i think it is still dark but it's it's twilighty and they run in the direction of hutch's screams like trying to save him like hutch 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 they're following him in and uh all three of them are running after and then um phil phil stops them and he's like we can't just run into the like we need to pack up our camp we need to get our stuff first and then let's go find him and then they turn around and they can't find their stuff and it's already, oh my god they've already gone too far or something has happened and they they cannot find their stuff and oh my god they basically sit in the woods until the sun comes up completely just leaning against trees looking really defeated and get up and start walking and then they see hutch's body in the same way that that deer was in the beginning <gasps> like splayed open oh, in a tree my God. his stomach what the torn fuck? open and all his Holy insides out shit he is like impaled on the tree and cut that and is cut so open. scary that's disgusting that is so 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 scary and their reactions to this are so good like they they all like are in such shock and just i thought their performances were all really good in this moment i really felt shocked as well (laughs) because they were so good and dom is really freaking out he's like what are we gonna what are we gonna tell grace what are we gonna what are we gonna tell his kids what do we tell his kids oh like fuck 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 like they're completely freaking out you might have uh more pressing concerns before you get there my friend <laughs> I, know. I know it's nice that that's your first thought instead of that's gonna happen <laughs> oh to me gosh. for sure what are we gonna tell his <laughs> wife and kids when we definitely get out of here <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so and phil is like that thing did this like i i saw it i don't know exactly what i saw but i saw something and that thing did this like we need to get out of here dom says well we can't we can't leave him like this And they're like, well, we obviously can't carry him. So they decide that they're just going to bury him as best they can. They basically get his body down and, Uh, yeah, like pull him off the tree that he's impaled on. And 
Uh, Jesus Christ. They can't dig a hole, so they basically just cover him in sticks and have a little moment, and then they gotta keep moving. Jesus Christ. Well, this is... If you weren't traumatized with the first traumatizing event in your life, <laughs> this will do it for this sure. This will do it. For the rest of your probably long-lived... Right, right. For, <laughs> for at least the next 24 hours that you're alive. Uh-huh. Um, so then they, they, they're, they're moving Southwest now they're, they've got a compass and they're following, they're like, we're just gonna go straight Southwest. That's the fastest way to the lodge. And, uh, they are walking for a long time and find eventually a stream and they all run to it and start like drinking. Like they're so thirsty because they don't have any of their belongings anymore so they don't have water they don't have Mm -hmm. food they don't have their tents or anything and they're drinking water and then as luke is drinking he notices footprints uh human footprints going from the stream down a path in the opposite direction he's like well we're not fucking going that way. We're not going, thank God, we're not going that way. I don't know whose footprints those are. Southwest is the opposite direction. It's up this hill. So they start going up a pretty steep hill. This is very hard for Dom and his his torn meniscus. Yep. Oh, and as they're climbing, there's kind of a wide shot of them climbing from like a profile wide shot. And you see a huge creature move in the background. And it's like, great, definitely not human, but it almost looks like a, a giraffe in its shape, hmm. but not in its coloring. It's like the color of a woods giraffe, if you will. <laughs> a spooky, a, a woods giraffe. Spookiest a scary woods giraffe. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but we don't get, we don't get a totally good look at it just yet. Um, but we just see that it is big and it is there and they get to the top of this hill and Phil and and Dom are kind of lagging behind because Dom is so injured and they're completely exhausted now and dehydrated and probably very hungry. So Luke kind of runs up ahead because he sees that there's another little ridge and it's it's um getting to be dark again gets to the top of the ridge and looks out and he can see the lodge and he's very excited he says guys guys we're close uh uh it's just over the next little valley basically like they're on one big hill and it's on the next big hill so they just have one more stretch to cross and then he looks down on the stretch and it's as if there are 20 campfires set up in the middle of this little valley. Hmm. A lot of burning little campfires, which seems hmm. not good in, the, yeah. in their path that they have to cross. Like they look like they were created by, like they look like normal campfires. I'm a little confused. Well, we're we're about... far away. We can, it's just, it's just um, almost like an aerial view of okay. like 10 or 20 fires. In a line. And they're burning. Burning in the forest. Hmm. Okay. Seems bad, but the lodge is also in sight, so he's still excited about that, at least. And 
he goes to to run down to tell the other two and sees Phil with his flashlight kind of looking around. He's like, Phil, what are you doing? And Phil says, we heard something. And right as he says that immediately, he is pulled back so quickly in the same way the tent was where he's just like ripped out of view. He's screaming and we hear the the growl, kind of a roar now. Luke drops to the ground to hide for a second and then gets back up and starts to run. And he's just completely panicked and freaking out and runs right into a tree, knocks his head, knocks himself out and like collapses mm. and mm. wakes up back in the convenience store. Robert is lying in a pool of blood and looks like gets up and, and looks at Luke. Luke runs out of the front door of the convenience store, sees his his four or three other friends standing there looking at him like a, a a replay of, I think, what happened. Like he just ran out panicked and they didn't know what was happening. But mm. in this version, Phil is holding a flashlight and then drops it and it cuts to the uh, back in the forest and the flash Phil's flashlight on the ground. And Luke is looking around and it's quiet now and he's kind of like whisper yelling like phil dom like where are you guys it's quiet and then oh he's he's got a he picks up phil's flashlight and he's shining it around and it illuminates dom's face and dom is huddled next to a tree and he is alive and he's like they they huddle together and they're like oh my god you're alive you're alive and dom is like they're both like crying and like Phil's gone Phil's gone he mm. says can you can you walk can you move your leg are you okay like it, like we're gonna need to run like we gotta run and mm -hmm. Dom is like okay yeah I think I can I can I can and he's like okay we're gonna run in three two one and they start running and there's like thicker pine trees on the side of them. And you see like antlers come out of really high of the pine trees. Like mm. something's like it looks like a, a deer is like sticking its head out from super, super high. And they are screaming and run the other direction. They're just running as fast as they can. And you kind of hear that they're in pursuit by the creature, but don't get a look at it, but just kind of hear the footsteps and the growls and then as they're running they come upon what was seemingly the campfires and they are the tree stumps marking the path that are lit up for for nighttime so it's like little tree stump candles lining a walkway type thing and it's so it's where they were before i think it's a like different spot a continuation okay. of but it's of a continu yeah a continuation of this path that is okay. lit up and at the end of this path is another cabin and they're running for that cabin because it's why <laughs> oh no and they're like screaming like help us help us please help us run in like break the door open collapse inside cl close the door behind them and then we hear like a record playing. We see a record. We oh, see a record player. Record player. <laughs> Mark your bingos, everyone. Luke, he's collapsed on the ground and he's turning his head around to look. And as he turns one direction, 
he is kicked in the face and knocked unconscious. We just see someone's boot kick him. And then he wakes up in another room, tied up. Him and Dom are both tied with their, like, with rope with their hands behind their back, tied to different corners of a room. Luke is able to kind of maneuver. He, like, stands up and kind of moves, wiggles his, like, fingers around to, to, to clear a little spot from the logs in the wall, like, to clear a gap in the wall so he can peek outside, see what's happening outside. And he sees a bunch of people building what looks to be a cross or an altar of some sort. And Dom is awake, too, and um, he's like, what do you see? What do you see? Uh, he's like, they're built. I don't know. There's people. There's people out there. They're, they're building something. I don't know. And Dom is like, can we, uh, can you get out of your things? There's like a bottle nearby. He's trying to, he's like, maybe go smash that bottle and we can use it to like cut the ropes. But right as he's getting up to do that, three people come in. They're very hills have eyes looking people. Oh God, I hate that. <laughs> and I don't really know what that means, but me neither, I don't like but the I sound bet of it's it. Bad. Yeah, <laughs> just like look like people that don't live in civilization. I guess mm-hmm. perhaps big um, woods giraffe worshippers. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> uh, so they come in. They don't. They don't really speak. There's like an older woman, and she comes to Luke, and she has a cup. And she says water and he drinks it and then she pulls his shirt down to see the puncture wounds, looks at it and then pulls her shirt down to show him she has the same thing. And Dom says, did you run into a tree as well? (laughs) (laughs) And then she goes over to Dom, sees that he doesn't have them. And does not give him any water. And Luke, no. <laughs> and Luke is yelling like, "Give him water! Can you give him water too? Give him water too!" And another, a big guy comes in, smacks Dom over the head, knocking him unconscious. They they untie him and they're carrying him upstairs. We hear them like their footsteps up above. Luke listening to this. Dom wakes back up, I guess, and is screaming and screaming. Oh, God. And another woman comes in. She's kind of midsummery, and in her, she sees, like, seems Swedish and says, like, they prepare for sacrifice. It over soon. It over soon. <laughs> Very calming. <laughs> <laughs> they eventually bring him back, bring Dom back down. He, his face is all fucked up and bloodied. Um, but he's alive and they tie him back up. Oh no. And he's almost catatonic. And Luke's like, What happened? What happened? Are you okay? And he says, I never told you what my nightmare was. And he's like, What are you talking about? And he's like, My nightmare when we all had dreams. My dream was that I was sacrificed to the thing. Um, by I like I've seen these people before, by these people. They tie me up and I'm I'm tied up as a sacrifice and the creature comes out of the woods, but it's Gail, it's my wife. And then I just see hands touching my face and then I die. Like I know that I'm going to die today, like I'm going to die right now. And mm. um, like I've seen it happen. I know that's what's going to happen. 
And Luke is like, no, 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 you're not going to die. You're not going to die. I'm not going to let that happen to you. And he's like, yeah, no, it's okay. I like, I, it is going to happen. I just need you, like, you can't die. You need to get out of here and burn this fucking place to the ground. Tell Gail I love her. Like, you need to, to get out of here. They come in and grab Dom. And Luke is screaming, no, no, you can't, don't do this. But he's tied up real good. And they walk Dom out, tie him up to that altar, and there's very creepy things all around, like a lot of uh, deer skulls. Looks very, looks very culty. <laughs> it doesn't feel um, inviting. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Less, even less so than Midsummer. There's no beautiful colors. It's all just grays and browns and skulls <laughs> and like grays and browns and skulls mm -hmm. it's not good and dom is looking into the forest we hear something moving in there and he note he as he's looking he notices so many bodies up in the trees like impaled in the same way <gasps> like corpses oh. of varying degrees of um like rottingness like some of them look <sighs> like they're or it's like skeletons and some of them look fresh but there is a lot of them i don't love the use of the word fresh in this <laughs> yeah, context no i really don't <laughs> no i've not cared for that uh luke is trying to get out of his the rope tying his hands he's really twisting his hands and it's just cutting his wrists are bleeding like he's cutting into his skin with the rope Trying we'll to rip his, trying to rip his hands out, and then we back outside hear a loud roar come from the woods, and the trees are shaking basically, uh, like it's coming closer. And all of the people all bow down; they they all drop to their knees and bow. And Luke, back to Luke, he pulls his thumb back. And is like, come on, come on, come on, and breaks his own thumb. It ah. shows it popping out of that. Ah. Jesus Christ. Uh, and then he is then able to slip one hand out and then use that hand to, to untie his other hand. I mean, that's a very smart move, but fuck. It reminded me of Saw because it is the kind of thing that it's like, this is like. Yeah literally the only way you'll get out of it but it's gonna be horrible like would you put yourself through a bad thing to avoid a worse thing and it's like it is the only thing to do i think you would i think mm -hmm. that that's like i i've never seen it i never will i don't even want to think about it i'm mad i'm bringing it up but that like what a 427 hours or 100 oh yeah yeah 127 yeah. hours 400 like, that's like, crazy that, that's too many hours um <laughs> that i think that is like a thing right. that humans will do you like will do what if if you can you'll try to fucking survive right and that is bad <laughs> i kind of hope i, I, like I kind of hope i would do it there's part of me that feels like i wouldn't and i would just die which is kind of sad I, I feel like i wouldn't but i i don't what do you think i, I feel like i pro i probably wouldn't if i had to like slowly saw off a limb i don't know if i could do that what or about not break your own thumb Oh, break my own thumb. I feel like I could do. I see. I don't even know if I would be able to do that. I think uh. in, I think in the, given this context, I think I would. I think it would have to be in an extreme That's true. context. You'd have like, like so much one. adrenaline going through your body. Yeah. And you'd just be like desperate at that point. Well, I hope that I would because it is literally 
the right thing to do to survive. Yeah. So he does. He gets out of his uh, rope and then we see the trees part and out of the woods comes Dom's wife. And what? she's walking towards him and he's like, Gail, Gail, like, what? what like, what's happening? Why are you here? And she comes closer to him, puts her hands on his face and we hear the like growly noise laugh like a <laughs> oh it's a trick <laughs> and then we cut to seeing i don't know how to describe this creature man it's okay i mean giraffe is is a good starting point um <laughs> giraffe is so not scary that it's funny that I'm it's giraffe i'm going to need to see a picture yeah i'm like i don't know what to do with this so uh it does have, it has four legs, like a deer or some sort of, I like a giraffe, but its back is, has like a hooked spine looking thing that's like an, a spine on the outside type of thing. In its chest, eye level with Dom is an opening, it's like cut open and there's just two eyes in it. It's like completely black with two white eyes staring out. And then up top... It has, uh, it, like arms and antlers, and inside, from inside the hole in its chest where the eyes are, are two more small human hands, like gray, nasty little hands. That's what was touching his face, and it lifts him up with those hands. It's really big, lifts him like way above the ground, and um carries him into the woods and impales him on a tree. Okay. Well, we all knew that was coming. Yeah. Honestly, seen it a thousand times. <laughs> seen it once seen it Boring. a thousand times. Oh, yeah. It has human hands next to its eyes. Come on. <laughs> the woman comes back in to bring... Luke food. He he goes back up against the wall, pretends he's tied up again, is sitting there, and basically asks her, like, what the fuck's going on? What is that thing? And she says, it's our god. We worship it. It gives us eternal life. Like, you will worship it too. And it will give you eternal life. Uh, you will kneel before it. And he says, why me? And she says, your pain is very great. And he says, he, uh, he's like, well, I don't understand. And she le leaves him in the room. Then he waits a while, kind of waiting till people fall asleep. It's kind of quiet. And then he gets up to try to escape. He opens the first door. And it's basically just into another room of the house, which for the first room looks like a supply room. There's guns in there. There's blankets. There's um, food. And he he goes past it at first to look in the second room. And I am not walking past the guns. I know. I one. know. <laughs> he doesn't take a gun, but he moves into the next room, which is kind of the main room that has the exit, the front door. And we see like four or so of the people guarding the door and the old woman walking back inside toward him. He is right next to a staircase 
and tip like tiptoes up the staircase so she can't see him. And at the top of the staircase is a door and there's horrible non-human sounding moaning coming from the other side of the door. And he looks at it and then looks kind of determined, grabs a little fire thing, a little lantern, and opens the door like he's going to go in and burn it down. And he goes in and it's looks like a bunch of corpses arranged in pews, kind of, with one main corpse at the front as if it's leading a sermon, but they're all lifeless. None of them are moving and it's completely silent. And he's like, what the fuck is going on? And then he looks at one of them and starts to moan. And they are some sort of zombie undead congregation and he just starts lighting them on fire he goes one by one lights them up this whole room is now on fire he goes to leave the room and the old woman is blocking his path giving him this real she looks so mad she's looking at him and he just punches her right in the face (laughs) and he punches her right in the face and knocks her out oh uh, which I feel like happens in Hot Fuzz as well. I don't know if he's the one that punches the old lady, but someone definitely punches an old lady. I think it's Simon Pegg, but it's I I'm I mean what I mean to say is I think this is a Hot Fuzz callback. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That was on purpose. <laughs> then he he runs past her, runs downstairs, and he get he goes into that storeroom. He grabs a gun. Uh as he's coming out of the room, another guy is there in his way. He shoots him, he kills him, and we hear Uh, Or we go, we from outside see the people that live there are seeing that this building is on fire now. They're all looking upset. And we hear the creature like roar, like angry sound and start running towards the house. All of them kind of dropped into prayer position, like bowing to it, looking really afraid. We just see its little hooves. <laughs> oh, a hoof callback. I love a hoof. You love to see it. You see its little hoof stepping in frame and it just starts killing them. It's so mad that they're bowing. It's not going to have it. That's not uh, not enough. They're, That's not enough. It's his little zombie army's on fire and he's pissed. Um, And so then Luke goes out... It like he's trying to go out uh, from the main entrance and sees another guy with a gun or no, a guy with an axe. And he says, drop the axe, drop the axe. But the guy is not looking at Luke at all. He looks terrified looking at something else, which is like Luke doesn't pick up on. (laughs) And he's like, drop your axe. And the guy drops his axe. And then he look turns to look what he's uh, looking at. And the creature is right there right at the front door of the cabin and drops one of the other villagers right in front of the door. And basically her eyes have are gone, like missing from her head and she's dead. And I think Luke turns around and goes back the other way and he grabs the ax and he's, so now he's got an ax and a gun turn, grabs the, runs the other direction, goes out a side window or something he like hops out a window of the cabin and runs up into the woods and can see the creature just like killing the villagers one by one 
And he's this is his first like good look at it. And it's basically just lifts them up with its nasty little hands, lifts them up like five feet off the ground and kills them by, I don't know, ripping out their eyes, something. I don't know. But he is he has kind of made it to somewhat of safety in the woods and the creature is super distracted. But he sees that he has a clear shot and the creature's standing pretty still doing some murdering. And so he he lifts his gun and shoots it and it does nothing at all. The creature just, yeah, of course not. <laughs> just turns of course not. to look at him and starts running at him. And he picks up his axe and starts running. And as he's running, fluorescent lights start coming on, like lighting his path. Like he's Uh. back in that convenience store and like shelves are like the liquor shelves are coming up alongside of him. And we see the creature like on the other side of the shelves, like running beside Uh. him. And then uh, the shelves disappear, kind of explode. And the creature gets to him hits him, knocks him down, and a creature's like running on all fours at this point and takes its nasty throat hand, chest throat hand. <laughs> We're gonna have to post a picture of it because I don't it's so hard I need to, to see it. So hard to describe it's it's really scary looking. I don't know if you guys will be happy after you see the picture of it, but it's also I just I don't, don't know so. how to describe it. Um, and, oh, he's also barefoot, which I don't like, because when they Mm, tied him up, they took his shoes off, so he's just running through the forest barefoot. Ow. He sees that there's a clearing nearby, like, he's, because he was getting closer to the lodge, so I think he sees that it's, like, within reach, but now these nasty little hands are pressing his head into the dirt, and like, smushing his ear into the dirt, so he is facing sideways, And he looks and sees Robert laying next to him, looking back at him like they're both laying on the ground facing each other. And then the hands let let up and uh, Luke turns to look at the creature and it stands up on its hind legs and raises its like antler arms. And it looks exactly like the sculpture thing from the first room mm-hmm. like a, mm-hmm. like it looks like a human body top with antler hands but only when it's standing on its little hind legs luke sees the axe nearby he dropped it but it's close and he i think bows to the creature at first but in a way to get closer to the axe and then he gets the axe and he goes for the creature and he axes it in its little face chest. The creature makes a bad noise. It's in pain and it's it goes for him. So he bolts and runs. He's very close to the, the edge of the woods. He makes it out to the edge and it is actually a real clearing this time. It's not just less dense woods. So it's the real end of the woods. And as he gets out, the creature doesn't follow him. It like stops inside <gasps> the woods. Like it can't go outside of the woods, I guess. And so wow. the creature roars at him 
and he screams back at it and they like scream and roar at each other back and forth a few times. And I mean, it's like I'm making it sound stupid, but it's like actually sad. Like he's like scream crying, but it's this like very like it's it's a cooler moment than I'm making it sound like. Mm. Um, and then he sets sets off walking towards the lodge. We see the lodge in the distance. Um, the creature turns and goes back in the woods. Can't can't follow him. And um he throws his axe down, and the last shot is him walking out of frame towards the lodge. And that's the end of the movie. Oh, my God. Well, uh, good luck to Luke. <laughs> best, best of luck. Best of <laughs> luck getting Luke. through the rest of uh, your life after that experience. Wow. Holy shit. I mean, I definitely enjoyed hearing about it. What a fucking roller yeah, coaster. Yeah, as I was watching yeah. it, I was like, this is going to be a fun one to tell about. As I was watching Funny Games, I was like, they're going to hate this one. And as I was watching this one, I was like, they might like this one. They might like hearing about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that, Sammy. Yeah, it was definitely less, like, excruciating. Funny Games was harder to have to listen to. Mm -hmm. Funny Games made me want to, like, tear my skin off. Mm -hmm. It was so uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. This one was just more entertaining. I wonder why... The guys on Rotten Tomatoes didn't like it. Do you think they were upset to see all these men go through some hard times in the woods? Is that what it was? Yeah, maybe they only like seeing women go through hard times in the woods. Probably. No women in this one. Mm -hmm. Rare. Um, And I, I like that. I mean, I like that so much of it is like men not wanting to admit that they you know don't know what they're doing and being like no we go this way we go that way like there's that element of it but there was something that i read that made me feel sad for men that was like part part of why the director wanted to do this script was because i guess there was some study done that showed that it was um that men have a harder time keeping friendships in middle in middle age mm-hmm. and uh and so he was like i was drawn to that part of the script because I feel that in a lot of my friendships where you're like unable to keep that closeness after a certain point and it just made me really sad because friends are so important and female friendships are so strong <laughs> I know I, you know it's, we talk a lot about how men are, are bad and scary but um, uh, the reason why men are bad and scary is that the patriarchy is, is bad and destructive right. and scary it's bad for everybody and so often, so many men, not all men, so many men are not given the like emotional tools yeah. to to like a thing that really re- hits me about this movie is is how little they were able to process and cope with what had happened right. to their friend mm-hmm. and like the anger that they felt towards Luke and the blaming him. It just ma- anger is always masking like a harder to process yeah, emotion. Exactly. Grief, usually. Grief, usually, or shame, mm-hmm. or, you know, like, it's just easier to be angry than it is to, like, feel those things. Right. Um, and and that, that that also makes me sad for men, mm-hmm. because, I, you know, I, that's not a pleasant way to be. And I do think, I do think it, we, it, it, it society is getting better and recognizing mm-hmm. toxic masculinity and the, the pressure we put on men to not be vulnerable and that kind of thing is getting less i think in in future generations but yeah it is yeah. definitely was the way for so long and it's so bad 
<laughs> so it's very bad. So do we think the creature is supposed to represent is it kind of like the Babadook? Like, you know what I mean? Does it represent because it seems to just make you relive like your mm. biggest fear or something? Well, there is a good amount of it is based on mythology and something is mm. actually based on um Loki and Odin. I don't know. I don't know anything about Greek mythology or anything Wait, like that, but from the Avengers. This is based the on the Avengers. <laughs> this is based on the Avengers. <laughs> yes. The Avengers is the <laughs> origin story of Loki. Oh, wait. So this is Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> this is in the Marvel Universe. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, I would love for them to start making like superhero Marvel movies that are like this. Wouldn't Doctor Strange is supposed to be, uh, it is categorized right. as horror. The next Doctor Strange. You said the next, the next one is going to be, yeah, which would be cool. I hope it is actually scary. That would be awesome. That would be cool. It's going to be like, it's scary, though. You know what I mean? Probably. Like, it's going to be like commercial, yeah. big budget, yeah, like Harry Potter mm-hmm, mm-hmm, land scary. Mm-hmm. Now that I saw it, I feel comfortable I seeing did. it ever. But that's the vibes. That's the and, vibes. And it, the fact that I saw it. Is like, yeah, you're correct about that. It's not that scary. <laughs> yeah. I want to know the conversations that Luke has uh, when he returns to the lodge. <laughs> like, are you saying there's a cult in the woods with a really scary creature that we all need to and go and kill? Is that what you're talking about? Do you keep this to yourself? Yeah, I don't know. Because you might not be believed. <laughs> You I might not, unless you. everyone you, knows, and then they're going to send you right back in there. Well, there's going to be, that's true, there will be an investigation into what happened to his friends, because they're going to think he, like, killed them or something. That's true. Yeah, especially because he's the one who's, like, a, has experienced that trauma. Mm-hmm. That that takes away his credibility, I would think. Mm-hmm. Oh, we wish him the best, though. Uh, we, yeah, we wish honestly, him the best. Luke, we wish you the best. <laughs> um, and that's all I got. Is there? That was cool, Sammy. That was a fun one, right? That was a really yeah, fun one. Should we do like it. a growl, a growly goodbye? A growly goodbye. I like how you kept calling it a growly, like growly noises. <laughs> growly. I have to. Growly. I speak. It makes it so much Sometimes less scary. I just <laughs> revert to a ch- being a child. <laughs> My descriptors are just child words. Scary, growly, spooky. Child words. <laughs> we could be British. They're British. Yeah. yeah. We could be British. I'm trying to, that trying was... to think of how Thomas talks. I'm trying to remember. From all of us here. Well, I only have one accent, I think, is, is actually the, the truth yeah, of it. From, okay, British, British, not Australian. British, British. <laughs> from from all, all of us, from all of us here. All of us that here. That was British. From all of us here. But too scary, here. didn't watch. At too scary didn't watch. Goodbye. 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 Cheers. Hi everybody, Sammy here. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. If you liked the episode, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on social media at TSDW Podcast or join our Patreon for some bingo cards, some sweet, sweet bonus episodes at patreon.com slash TSDW Podcast. 
we will see you next week. Next week's movie is going to be Let the Right One In. See you then. Bye.